0: AT&T presents Boston Bruins podcast on WEEI. Ken Laird, DJ Bean, second straight blown third period lead for the Boston Bruins here on this January the 13th in Philadelphia tonight. They drop it 3-2, to two, DJ. This one feels much worse than the Rangers game to me. I don't know how you uh, view this one, but uh, a 2-1 to lead going to the third period and two goals within a minute 22 span. The big guns for the Flyers came through.
1: I would say that. I mean, despite how the, the Flyers have been performing of late, I would say it feels much worse because I would consider the Flyers to be much worse than, than the Rangers. I mean, if you, you lose that game at Madison Square Garden, you can say, hey, it happens." But for it to happen again tonight, the Bruins actually, you know, we talk about how many games in hand they have on all these teams. The gap is kind of closing out. They're at 42. Most of the teams are at 43. But the Bruins actually lead the NHL in regulation losses when leading after two periods. So that's, that's not a good reputation and uh, I guess the pro for them to have earned. But, I mean, it's on them if they if they can't keep fading in the third period, especially when I mean we talk about how tight this division is going to be right now. Bruins look at the standings, they're in fifth place. So, I mean, something's got to give at some point. The Lightning have uh, leapfrogged them. Well,
0: they've lost 5 of 6 and 8 of 10. Most of those are without David Krejci. They had three of them without Marchand. I felt like the Jersey game, you know, had stopped the bleeding there, DJ. But uh, you know, these two back to back, plus the Ottawa overtime loss—it's it's pretty tough to watch. And uh, I don't know what's going to get them out of it. They're they're missing some finishers right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like
1: such a dumb and silly basic thing to say that they don't do well in competitive games. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, four
0: straight one goal games.
1: Oh yeah, I mean yeah, really. I mean these, when when these games come down to the wire, when as I said, when they have a lead going into the third period. A decent opponent. I mean, they can't really bank on getting anything out of it. And it's one thing to blow these these games in the third period. It, it happens to a lot of teams. You, you end up getting a point out of it, and you know you have a bad taste in your mouth. Whatever, you move on. But to not be able to get to overtime, and it's happened as you said, two games in a row, is a really bad look for them. And it's something where, at some point, I mean, as as we get closer to the trade deadline or to even the, the weeks in which the the Bruins kind of have to figure out what they think they are, I'm sure they would have thought long ago that they, knew, that they would know by now what they are, and given the Krejci injury, now you got David Pasternak out again, uh, they can't have any sort of clue what sort of season this is going to be, and it's mid-January, the clock is ticking.
0: Yeah, what did you think of the Pasternak uh, upper body injury, do we believe that? He... uh got sort of benched in the last game, didn't he?
1: Yes, that's a yes. Uh, w- the first thing I thought, to be honest, uh, when he when they said upper body injury for him, maybe it was that uh, that finger injury that he had that he was playing through in World Juniors. Maybe it got worse, kind of like his, mm-hmm. his foot got worse. When he got a foot injury and they stuck him back in the lineup, and then, uh, what do you know, now David Pasternak is up for a matter of weeks. Um, They need to get him going. They need him to be in the lineup. They need David Crazy in the lineup. They still need Brett Conley to figure this out because they need multiple guys clicking in order for them to be the team they were earlier in the season, which was a very offensively potent team and eventually an okay defensive team. So they need a lot of things to happen that are not taking place right now.
0: Yeah, and the missing Adam McQuaid, too, I don't know how big of a deal that is, but uh, Mike Milbury was, was pointing out, again, a lot of minutes for Zidane O'Chara. He's adamant that he's playing too many minutes right now. And they got to find some better distribution, and he was a minus three tonight, and he got caught on the pitch in the third period, which led to the Wayne Simmons game-tying goal.
1: Yeah, I, they, they definitely missed McQuaid. I would, I, mean, I would obviously have McQuaid in there over Kevin Miller, which, I mean, who would just say anything bad about Kevin Miller? The guy's scoring goals like crazy. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I would have McQuaid in there over Kevin Miller, but then it gets into the, the usage thing. Like, does McQuaid come in and is he Sidano Char's partner or is he a second pairing guy or are they using it on the third pairing with Tory Krug? I think that McQuaid Krug is stable as a table for a third pairing, and I would much rather have that than, than what they're working with uh, right now.
0: The most devastating uh, thing of the night Kevin Miller gets a goal and they lose. One and two now on the season. In games when Kevin Miller lights the lamp, he actually did play a good, very good game. Probably was better games yeah. of the year. He stood up for a teammate, and uh, you know they got a goal from Louis Erickson, his 15th. It could have been a uh, a pretty nice win if they had held that two to one lead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, not to be a dead jerk, I, this this won't surprise me. I don't care about the standing up for his teammate
0: thing. <laughs> You're just I mad because they started with hit stats at the beginning of the telecast. That
1: was, oh my god, I uh, I threw up in my mouth and then everywhere else when I when I saw it.
0: <laughs> not to mention your boy Radko Gudas was in the top five of the hits leaders in the league, so uh, that you know, had to. They, yeah, when
1: when they saw it, I was like, oh shoot, maybe maybe uh, with the uh, if, if, if the GMs are going to act like dinosaurs, this will drive his price up. <laughs>
0: Uh, last question. This is kind of a silly one. I mean, you mentioned the trade deadline. There is a no-movement clause for Chara, but he's got two years left after this year. If this really keeps going south, would Z consider waiving that? Do you think they would, would think about it?
1: Uh, I don't know if he would consider doing it. I don't know if they would consider doing it. My thing was this summer, as soon as they traded Dougie Hamilton, I was like, all right, F, F it. get rid of Chara, get rid of get rid of everybody named, not named. Rask or Bergeron, and just have a smaller core and try to rebuild. and You're going to be sucky for a few years, but on the other end of it, you're still going to have Rask and Bergeron, or whatever. But then, you know, this idea that they had, they could contend in a bad division and uh, and sort of retool, rebuild, they don't like to use that word, but that's kind of what they were doing on the fly while doing it. It's for a lot of the season, it's looked like it's. It's uh, it's feasible and viable, and hell, if David Krejci's healthy right now, it is a viable path. Yep. So uh, really, I think it depends on, on Krejci. Did he end up saying, you know, we're going to move our best player, or second best player, third best player, because David Krejci got hurt this season? That could be rash. Uh, because maybe they believe that they can do this sort of thing again next season, which you know, they they hope that everyone's healthy. They hope that um, that Pasternak's a year better, that Frank Vetrano's a year better. I don't know. I mean, I'm a, If you know anything about me, I'm a huge Chara apologist, and I think that you can still win with Chara. But I'm I'm not sold enough on what this team can do against the rest of the league, not just in the in an okay division, but once you get to the playoffs. So. Uh, I would be open to it if I were the Bruins. I'm not sure if Chara would be.
0: Well said. Uh, I am nothing if not rash on the Bruins post game podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Talked to you Friday night uh, with the uh, Sabers, who kind of started this mess, didn't they? I guess it was actually <laughs> St-, St. Louis, but Buffalo had a big comeback on them way back at oh, Christmas yeah. time. Jeez, they
1: sure did. Yep. All right. So so, coming up uh, a comeback against them in the third period.
0: So. <laughs> Good work, T.J. Thanks, bud.
1: All right. Talk to you
0: later. Bruins post game on WEI.com. dot com available. At the website and, of course, on your podcast page, search Boston Bruins Hockey on iTunes and your podcast app. For DJ Bean, I'm Ken Laird.